0: Welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. About 125 years ago, the Vermont Phoenix, a Brattleboro newspaper, published an article by local sugar maker John Gale concerning the annual gathering of maple sap during the early spring. The practice was learned from indigenous people of the Northeast and adopted by European colonizers as soon as they arrived in North America. Maple sap was an indigenous seasonal drink that had a sweet taste. The sap could be boiled and transformed into a thicker syrup or, with a longer boil, a hard sugar substance. Native Americans made maple sugar by collecting sap and placing heated stones in the sap until it boiled, thickened, and hardened into chunks of maple sugar. As Europeans occupied the Northeast, they adopted the practice of making maple sugar as well. Cane sugar was an expensive import from the slave islands of the Caribbean, so making maple sugar was initially more popular in early Vermont than making syrup. In 1799, John Holbrook advertised the availability of Caribbean island cane sugar in his store at the bottom of Main Street. It had just arrived by flatboat from Holbrook's trade with the slave islands in the West Indies. West Indies sugar was a luxury that few could easily afford. In the early 1800s, most people used maple sugar as a main sweetener. By the 1850s, trade and transportation between New England and the West Indies improved to the point where the cost of cane sugar began to compete with maple sugar. Flat boat trade on the Connecticut River was joined by the arrival of freight trains and improved turnpike transportation. During the time leading up to the Civil War, using maple sugar over cane sugar was seen as a way to demonstrate opposition to slavery. By the time John Gale was writing about the maple sugaring process in the 1890s, farmers were making maple sugar and maple syrup. In 1895, there were roughly 14,000 maple sugar producers in Vermont. 125 years ago, they produced the equivalent of 2 million gallons of maple syrup in the form of sugar and syrup. According to Gale, a 40-gallon barrel of maple sap would make a gallon of syrup or 8 pounds of sugar. Gale also wrote, The sugar season comes at a time when the farmer could not profitably employ his time otherwise, and taken all in all, the sugar industry is one of the most profitable sources of income of the Green Mountain State. Since that time, Vermont's average temperature has increased over 2.5 degrees Fahrenheit. According to CNBC, this has caused the sugaring season to contract by a week. Improved technology has been employed to combat the shorter seasons. Wooden buckets have been replaced with plastic vacuum tubing. 125 years ago, Gale wrote that sugaring began locally around March 10th. These days, sugaring can begin mid-February. During Gale's time, about 50% of collected maple sap was made into sugar. Around 1900, Vermont began producing more maple syrup than maple sugar. Cane sugar prices had dropped below maple sugar prices, and consumers switched sweeteners. Today, 90% of the sap is made into maple syrup. As some consumers move away from refined cane sugar, there is more demand for natural products like maple syrup. Compared with 1895, there are more than 10,000 less maple sugar producers in Vermont. These producers made over 2 million gallons of maple syrup last year, roughly the same amount as farmers produced during Gale's years. Late last fall, BAM student Russell Babb interviewed Karen Robb of Robb Farm in West Brattleboro. Here's the interview. Hi, I'm Russell and we're interviewing Miss Rob about maple syrup. So how many gallons do you, of maple syrup do you make per year? So right now we make around 1,000 gallons of syrup a year. It depends on the weather and how long the season is and all that, but it's, we average about 1,000 gallons a year. How long have you been making maple syrup? Well, I've been doing it since I started dating my husband in 1984, but he's been doing it all of his life, so he's been doing it for 54 years. The farm and his family have been doing it for over 100 years. So how many people work or help you with um, maple syrup farming? Well, the whole family helps. So it's my husband, myself, our two children, his parents, and then we have a friend that helps out. His name's Taylor. When did you first get a maple syrup farm? Well, the farm, like I said earlier, has been in my husband's family for 100, I think it's 111 years now, and he's been, they've been sugaring ever since they've been on that site. When did you learn to make maple syrup? I started, I learned the first year that we were dating. We started dating in uh, the winter time, so that spring was my first experience with sugaring. When does maple syrup season start for you? It's the springtime. We usually start setting up for sugaring, going out, checking the lines, and, and even sometimes tapping in February, end of February, February vacation. But sugaring itself usually happens mostly in March. So what has changed in your tools, and was it a good change or a bad change? A uh, lot has changed. We went used to do mostly buckets, which was very labor-intensive. Now we have mostly pipeline, which is still a lot of work, but it's a lot easier. And our arches and boiling and everything is way more efficient. So we use less wood, and we can make it quicker. So what are the ages of people on your farm? Well, my grandson helps out. He's 5 years old, and it goes all the way up to my father-in-law, who's 83. What other things have you made on the maple syrup farm? Uh, With our syrup, we also make and sell maple candy, maple cream, and maple sugar. Were there any other jobs that you were considering before maple syrup? No, my husband's family's always done maple syrup. We did have a dairy farm up until eight years ago, which we also did. After we sold the dairy cows, we focused more on sugaring, so we do do more maple sugaring now than we did before. So um, why do you like making maple syrup? I love sugaring season. It's my favorite time of the year. Family comes and visits. We, neighbors that we don't see hardly ever come and visit. It's just a lot of fun being in the sugar house. A lot of people come and a lot of visitors from all around because we have a website. We have, we've had visitors from all over the world. Who do you sell maple syrup to? Everybody. We have, a, like I said, a website, so um, we've shipped all over the world just last week we sent some syrup actually to China. So um on your farm who is your like specific jobs for people or Yeah, my husband does really most of the work with the hang and the um in the setting up for sugaring and getting the wood cut, and my in-laws do do a lot of the retailing at our little shop and i help with the mail order and i help with making candy and all the other products in the summertime i do a lot of paying with my husband while i'm not here at school did you have any um problems when you started working on the farm um well it's it's a lot of work you know i grew up they call me a city girl even though i just grew up in brattleboro (laughs) It was very different than being out in the country, so it took a little bit of learning. I still, to this day, after all these years, can't tell a maple tree if it doesn't have leaves on it. <laughs> but uh, I, I just follow along and put the, put the spout in the hole that my husband drills. So so what were some things that you struggled with besides that, with making maple syrup? It's a lot of work. It's a lot of walking, learning how to you know, watch the sap when it's boiling and it's getting ready to be syrup. you know so it's a lot of learning but and then making the sugar making the cream and making the candy you have to watch it to see because you have to visually see when it changes so you know to stop stirring it or just to, to not heat it up anymore so it takes a little bit but it's once you get it down it's very easy thank you for your time you're welcome Over the past 125 years, sugaring technology has certainly changed. Wooden buckets have given way to plastic vacuum tubing and reverse osmosis machines. Maple sugar sold to the community neighbors has now expanded to marketing around the world. However, Karen Robb is quick to point out that sugaring continues to be a very hands-on, family-based operation for most Vermont maple syrup producers. We'd like to thank Gwen, Russell, and Skyler for researching this week in Broadworld History.